I'm a bad father. I mean, I'm a bad father. I found out that our son, the liar, had been fired three weeks ago. From Blockbuster? I don't do that. They got Reese's Bunkies working as managers over there. Objection, Your Honor. This court is after the truth, not the opinion of the defendant's father. You want my opinion? My son is a moron. I withdraw my objection. Please proceed. Since when do you read? Since when do you care? Since I'm your father and I'll put you through that wall. Move your ass. You're going to be late. But, Dad. But nothing. Oh, sorry, Princess. I thought you were Bill. Welcome to the worst parents out there. I'm your host as always, Alex. And with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Pat. Hello. How you been, Pat? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just enjoying life, living life to the fullest. Yep. Life in the fast lane. Yeah, you been up to anything fun? Hmm. Not really, no. No, there's not really much to do. Not not a lot going on with, you know, the old the old COVID. So just you hanging out. The, you went to the zoo the other day. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Are you a zoo fan? I am not. Oh, I like the zoo. Really? I yeah. Just, I don't know. There's only so much you can see an animal and then like move on. But uh, yeah, actually, we were supposed to go to the zoo um, last weekend, but my daughter uh, was under the weather, so um, yeah, I had to had to skip out on that. Is that why you've been so mad at her lately? I didn't get to go to the zoo because you were sick. Yes, I've been kicking a can down up and down the street in in anger because I couldn't go to the zoo last weekend. <laughs> like I don't know, it's it's like a good place is that like get them get energy out. I know all my son yesterday wanted to see what the what the bats, and then we saw the bats, and he was like, "I'm done with the zoo now." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Me and you both, buddy." I just I don't know. I'm just not a zoo guy. Yeah, I'm not a big animal person. I don't hate animals. I just I don't, I don't uh-huh, love them. Yeah, sure. No, yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah, don't hate the animals. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I was a big time poacher in my past life, but other than yeah, that, yeah, I remember seeing all those tusks in your in your wardrobe. Yeah, I don't know hunting is or like poaching is just something I just don't understand. I don't know, like I guess it makes people feel good, but I don't want to be outside for that long and then shoot something. I was just minding its own damn business. I don't know. Yeah, well, but there's always you know the remedies. From the elephant tusks or the rhino tusks that aging and cure cancers and stuff. So Do they? That's what people claim who poach or use ivory I thought, and all that stuff. I thought they just liked the look of ivory. Because <laughs> aren't they usually selling them to, like, dealers? It's not, it's not like selling them to hospitals or anything. Yeah, but um, in Asia, there are, like, black market uh well, yeah. Oh, maybe you should check it out sometime. You should. No, not me. I'm good. I know. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. You want to get into it? Get into our show today. Yeah, we can do this that. Week. Yeah, that we got some good. topics, and we're going to review something at the end. Doing a new segment. I guess most of it's new since it's only our second episode. But we want to go. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. You had the first one. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to make a correction. I misspoke on the last episode saying we haven't had any issues with formula in decades, which is untrue. Uh, Nestle had a campaign in the 70s to get women in developing countries hooked on formula. They had saleswomen dressed as nurses counseling mothers about formula's benefits. They would hand out free samples so when babies stopped using breast milk regularly, uh, you know, the milk would dry up and babies would be dependent on the formula. This is all very, very normal, not shady at all, and uh, happened, you know, in the in the recent past. So, you know, and then on top of it, the formula, you know, got expensive, and the women would water it down to make it last longer, causing malnutrition and sometimes death. So, yeah, real messed up. So, you- so again, just wanted to correct myself because yeah, it is true you- we've had some formula issues in the past and um you know it's not always great so 
Well, it's interesting. I read the article you sent, and we'll post our articles in our show notes if people want to check them out. But it was interesting, like, reading all about this because, like, they really d- determined to get in these markets and get people kind of hooked on formula. And once people are hooked on formula, women usually stop producing breast milk. So, like, they're relying on formula. And it's just, like, that's the real shady practices, like, finding out who just had babies and going to their homes and waiting outside of hospitals to give out samples and all. And, like, Nestle's whole thing was, like, the formula is not bad, which technically it's not, but it's just how they were treating people and knowing these development countries can't afford it, so they're, like, stretching it out. And, like, that's why, like, the the U.S. and the EU, like, formula salesmen can't come into hospitals and try to get you on their formulas and or can't market you know and like more guidelines to it now but it's pretty interesting history i guess there was like a boycott of nestle formula for a while which i don't think yep. nestle's the brand anymore uh gerber's the brand of formula now they own gerber nice yeah i didn't know. yeah i knew i knew they they owned somebody odd well it was odd there was a company the, the insurance company here in Cincinnati that just bought Gerber Life Insurance, and they bought it mm-hmm. from Nestle, which was odd because, like, Nestle had Gerber Life Insurance, which I don't know why. <laughs> that would be, like, Weird. Yeah, yeah. so they, they sold them off. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, and Nestle has never done anything bad or shady in their known or recent past, so I, I was totally caught off guard by it. Well, I like to give Nestle a pass because I like the Nestle Crunch Bar. So, whoever they want to be, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that would do it for me. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. And then, like, because, well, like, the part of the article, like, formula, you're required, like, distilled water or, like, clean water. A lot of these people don't mm. have access to clean water or access to. Right. Right. Um, boil, like, the ability to boil boil water or boil bottles to clean them you know so i don't like like it wasn't set up for formula in these countries or they they have access to have good formula and like but nestle just wanted to get into this market you know because their their sales were getting stagnant yeah they do like money and who doesn't very true (laughs) so that was your correction you're a big man for admitting that you were wrong pat no, I feel like you kind of no try problem. to shift. I will the, be doing. I feel like you kind of shift the blame onto somebody else. So, I mean, a real person would just apologize and move on. But if you want to throw somebody else under the bus, you can. That's fine. I will be wrong many, many times in the future. So I thought I would just start now and rip the bandaid off and just admit that I am an idiot and I know nothing. Ooh, maybe we can get like sponsors for this segment. <laughs> Pat is wrong segment is brought to you by Nestle. <laughs> we should, yeah. That would be Okay, you want to get into our first news segment because this is also about babies and eating and baby food. So the uh, Biden administration is trying to limit heavy materials in commercial baby foods. Yeah. Um, this one also messed up. Um, uh, my wife was apparently aware of this before I was. Um, but yeah. Messed up. I, how is this even happening? Why, you know, why is it happening? But uh, yeah, a congressional report found the presence of toxic metals is high levels in many baby foods. So the administration announced the first steps aimed at reducing arsenic, arsenic, lead, and other toxins in baby and toddler products. Uh, yeah, the report found. Yeah, this kind. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. Keep going. Yeah. So the report found uh, toxic heavy metals in popular baby foods. The FDA failed to warn consumers of the risk. Uh, The FDA said in a statement that it will identify maximum safe limits of contaminants in commercial foods for babies and toddlers, finalize guidance on reducing uh, inorganic arsenic in apple juice, which, uh, yeah, why is there inorganic arsenic in apple juice, and publish uh, draft guidance on setting maximum level uh, lead levels in juice. 
The FDA also said they will increase inspections and testing of baby and toddler foods for heavy metals, which why weren't they doing that before? It will support research that identifies additional steps that industries can take to further reduce levels. As of now, the agency has only set legal limits on inorganic arsen arsenic in infant rice cereal. That's it. Just rice cereal. Well, it doesn't make sense because rice cereal is the worst, and I don't. I feel bad for making kids eat that. Um, well, why? But why are they doing well, that just, one and not yeah, all the others? Yeah, it just like, makes sense. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna be like upset that they're making these companies like looking into this. People want to protect the babies, you know. But like, part of the issue is like the FDA announced this, but they like, seem like they have no urgency of taking matters on this. Um, but like, it's you know, like it's all this stuff is found in soil and fertilizer and all this stuff's everywhere. You just want to, keep, you know, that's I think a bigger issue because they said even if you make your own baby food, like this stuff is going to be found in like organic, like in apples and oh i see yeah so like you know it's not just like moving one way or the other it's just like i think in general we just need to do better on how we grow our food and how we make it yeah because i you know yeah and it, oh go ahead i just i mean if I, I guess the question is what is the unsafe levels like what is the toxic level at what at what level does it become toxic for a child or a baby, or what level does it become toxic for an adult? Like, yes, we found levels of this in food, toxic levels, but like, how toxic until it actually um, is a problem? So yeah, that's what I wonder because like I feel like if it was an issue, the FDA would move fast on it. And, like, it would have done it a while ago. I don't feel like this is, like, a known issue. I think there was just, like, a new report out at getting people up in arms. So I wonder, like, what is the effects on, like, developing kids in this? Because if you look at the ingredients of most baby food, it is just, like, smashed up apple. You know, like, smash up pear. Like, it's, it's not, they don't put much into it because it is regulated. So, like, it goes back to, like, what's, what, what they're growing in it and, is like the bigger issue and that's what they had to look at and maybe like for like regular food like for like adults and all it's fine but for babies you want a higher set limit you know because people want the best for their kids so i mean i'm all for it i want i want all my food healthy <laughs> i mean well no, i don't say that i like my fast food um but like it's something that needs to be looked into and but like it's just like there's no urgency from the FDA to do anything. So I wonder, like, if it's not, they're not that concerned by it. Or though that's getting paid off yeah. by companies. <laughs> yeah, I would think that it's a mixture of both. I mean, they're not really going to do anything until Congress makes them. And from my understanding, you know, with these regulating bodies, is that people who work um, in these government agencies come from the industry so you know they're gonna let some things pass you know if, if they came yeah unless from they industry they're trying to regulate i think the big thing is like right now they haven't like linked anything to like these heavy metals in affecting developing kids i think if there's a connection that you saw like this company's baby food caused this in the uh, kids like in the study like, I think you'll see a higher outrage. But, like, I mean, everything I read, like, it just seems like it's just, like, the soil and fertilizer that they're growing it in, and these heavy metals are part of that soil. So I think that's where these companies are coming from. Maybe they just have to change that up, you know? Yeah. Or maybe we just move to lab-grown food. That's the future. I want my meat grown in a lab. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. And I do another podcast where we've talked about lab grown meats. It's coming. It's interesting. Uh, the Future Jam, if you're bored, check it out. We talk about technology. That's a plug for another podcast. Uh, what is it called again? The Future Jam. You were on last episode. 
Feedback hmm. said you were the greatest guest we've ever had. And not ringing a bell. Yeah. So, you want to you move into our next topic? Sure. And this one is, too much stuff can make kids unhappy. So, there was this... You know, it's always been that, like, do you want to buy your kids a lot of stuff? Do material goods always make you happy? Uh, having a lot of stuff, does it happy? Like, you're happy for a moment, but you're not happy long-term that you bought it. But there's been studies showing that we shouldn't buy our kids a lot of stuff. And that's pretty much what's this saying, because, like, usually material goods are tied to low self-esteem, uh, which is why I have a ton of stuff at my house. Um, it makes you happy in the short term, but not in the long term. So, it just leaves you wanting more. And when you grow up, you see, like, they they believe it makes you see the value in having more stuff and wanting more stuff as you're happy and things like that. It's just, I don't know. It's like, I think it's just that fine line in general of, like, what do you buy your kids? How much you, should you buy your kids stuff? You don't want to spoil them. But, like, I think this one is more looking at, like, as an adult, how you end up if you want if you value material goods more you see that as a right. sign of uh prosperity or like making it i guess yeah yeah and it's i think the main point of the article or at least what i took from it was that experiences are more important than material things and trying to push uh connection to experiences from those material things so that kids you know see the see the experience from whatever that thing was and see the importance in that rather than the actual physical thing. Yeah, and it's interesting. They say, like, avoid using material goods as punishment or rewards. Yeah. Um, so, like, it provides them that, like, sense of achievement when they get something, if they did something right, that they're putting more value in material goods. They also had, yeah. like, some other advice. You know, talk to your kids about advertising. I don't know, my kids are young, they're like, oh, you like, if you see a new phone commercial, you say, like, oh, why would I want that phone? My phone is perfectly fine, because kids don't understand advertising. My kid, anytime he sees an ad, he's like, I don't want to watch commercials. <laughs> so, and I, and I think with, like, more, like, streaming services, you're really cutting down on commercials. So. Yeah, I was surprised by that. It, it, it said that kids are watching like a crazy amount of commercials or they see an average, you know, a crazy average amount of commercials. A year like 4,000 hours. That, yeah. Do we know when, when, like what year that came from? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like kids aren't seeing as many commercials. I mean, on YouTube, there are still plenty of commercials and I know kids are watching YouTube a lot, but those are, skip those in five yeah my seconds. my son knows how to skip them as soon as the thing goes after five seconds he knows that yeah. button. my son knows when he's watching youtube on our phones he knows how to swipe away if i get a text message or hang up a phone call if it comes in oh, and funny. skip skip ads you know um but like you know they said like build self-esteem which makes sense you know you should like i can right. do the, material goods make you happy you know it's that makes sense. Talk about wants versus needs. You know, that's this is just like common stuff, but sure. And I think one of the harder parts is the punishment yeah. part. We're taking something away as a form of punishment. I, you know, does the article say what the what the alternative is? What to do instead of that? <laughs> it goes heavy. Like, it goes heavy into beating a child. <laughs> No, uh, no, they don't really you switch say. off the tree in the back. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't really say like I don't know. But isn't that a material thing though? What technically beating a switch off the tree? Yeah. Um, no, they, they, don't, they don't really say so. Um, but like I don't know, it's a fine line because like a lot of schools of thought now. Like, don't put your kid in timeout. You should talk to your kids about what they're doing wrong and. I don't, know, I don't think there's any like right or wrong way of how to punish your kids. Like sometimes taking the material good, I think is good, you know. Like, but we usually and look... sometimes taking them back outside behind the shed and beating the ever living piss out of them is also a good option. <laughs> and I don't, I don't see myself ever hitting my kid. I don't know. Same. Mostly, I think my three year old could take me, so I don't want to be embarrassed. So I do too. I think you would go down easy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Everybody knows I have a glass glass chin. You were well, you were known as Alex Glass Chin, so Yeah. <laughs> that was your nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing they said is like you should practice gratitude and giving for your kids. And I think there's there's one thing is like the you know, they're saying thank you for something you've got and like um reminding kids like when they get stuff, who like my son is like really good at remembering who gave him stuff. So don't give him a bad gift. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, but he's really good. Like, well, like oh, somebody asked him like, we got one thing. He's like, oh, did you get this for Christmas? And he's like, no, I got it for my birthday. <laughs> you know, and like he knows like when he got what stuff and you know. So yeah, we get it. Your kid's smart. No, not really. He just keeps track. I think he's gonna he's gonna be like a. Inventory guy, remembering where stuff came yes. from, where it goes. Yes, inventory guy. Yeah, I don't know what the technical term is, but like, then the last thing they said is to invest in experience and help them remember. And like, I think kids generally like looking at like old pictures of themselves, like stuff they did like a year ago. Like, oh, do you remember this? And like, I think pictures help a lot, and just remember how much fun they had. Because kids forget stuff like five seconds after they did something. Yeah, very much. My daughter walks around the house with pictures in her hands all the time. Yeah. Walking around with pictures. Yeah. Good pictures or like dirty pictures? Dirty. Very dirty. <laughs> she, get, she gets them from Daddy's special room. Yeah. <laughs> this is Daddy's no-no room. Uh, <laughs> which is just the bathroom. <laughs> You know, moving on to the next topic. I just found this, like, I don't know if I found this interesting or not. But, um, so this woman put on, like, Reddit. You know, they have, like, this thing, am I the asshole? Like, screen. People ask questions and people respond. But this woman, she's 26, and her parents wanted, like, to track her phone. You know, and then she decided to delete the app because... Her parents were just like bothering her, like asking her why she was places, and and one time her phone wore yeah. off. They end up calling the police, and so she deleted it. But her brother's fine with her them tracking the phone. I don't know if you're 26, the government doesn't think you should be on your parents' health care, so they shouldn't be able to track your phone. That's how I see it. 100% agree. Yep. And I mean, it, what I found funny is, you know bored retired the parents are retired so you know they're super bored and they're just tracking the daughter wherever she goes um i mean this is how you get you know girls with daddy issues or boys playing D D or you know something like that you know your kid's gonna end up you know getting knocked up or knocking somebody else up you know it's just overbearing parents this is you know your kids are gonna lash out or act out or let your kids live your life yeah, it's like, oh, it's the interesting thing with, like, phones now. Like, you can really track your kids at all times. I know, like, I would go, my parents just had, like, a general idea where I was, you know. Like, oh, um, he's at this friend's house, you know. But, like, where does that end? Like, I, Yes, a friend's house, right. I was just sitting alone in the basement in the dark. Uh, yep. No, but, like, it's where, Twiddling your thumbs. That, that fine line of, like, Track like wanting to be involved in your kids and wanting them knowing that they're safe, but when you become like overbearing, because you kind of have to let kids eventually be free. Yeah, you know, and my motto has always been when well, I learned it from The Simpsons: when you're 18, you're out the door. Which is hard to do these days, but yeah. I just think as a parent, you just don't learn. Uh, like you don't, you're still like always worried about them, and this is just like another way you can keep them safe. Yeah, I th- I think it's going a little too far. I think you gotta give your kids a longer leash than that. Yeah. But well, speaking of longer leash, let's talk about pornography and how to <laughs> and how to talk to your kids about pornography. Now, this is like a thing I saw people wanting to talk to their kids about, like what what at what age you should be talking to your kids about pornography, especially like you know, like we grew up in like the tail end of the beginning of the internet. So, like, it wasn't as, like, prevalent as it is now. Like, one missed Google search, and you can be looking at porn. 
you know, so it's like Hell yeah. It's like a lot more easier for kids nowadays. But Damn straight it is. <laughs> um but they had like different way uh like how you should talk to your kids about when they accidentally find porn. I thought it was funny that this article came from today dot com. Well, today's the one parenting site I go to. Well, it's just like you know, they have the talk to your kids about porn article. Like I don't know. Well, they say like this one makes sense, preschool and kindergarten. Labeling your kids' potty parts. They said you shouldn't label like, you know, when people give like special names or like private areas and all. Like You shouldn't do that? No, you should Oh, come on. You should give your uh, Where's the fun in that? You should give your kids like just like the normal names. Like um So no no front butt, no wedding tackle, no wee wee twigs and berries. I don't know. My son refers to his penis as dong or wang. <laughs> No, um, like, well, and then, like, you should, like, talk to them about, like, who should be able to see them naked, you, themselves, may, you know, in the doctor. Like, cause our, our doctor's office gave us, like, a way to talk to our kids. And, like, every time uh, they go in for, like, a physical, like, since he was, like, a year and a half, he always asks, like, make, he always asks, make sure this is okay. I ask us if it's okay if he can, like, check him out. So, yeah, you know, you want to. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, Doctor D, he's a good guy. We like him. Doctor D <laughs> is right. He, he's a savior man. Uh, I bet he is. Uh, you know, like it makes sense. Like who, like you know, kind of teaching that stuff. I think we use because my son has like a really bad like skin in his private area. So like we vex him. Like, yeah, he does. Like he like grabs himself when like it's like really bad, and we're like, oh, does your penis hurt? So he knows the word penis, and you'll read in a Batman. Uh, no, you'll read in a cat in a hat book. And he wanted to change cat in a hat to Batman penis hurt. So the whole book, that's all I had to read it as. <laughs> you know. Um, so then the. Uh, that's funny. For elementary kids, they said you should ask them open ended questions and see what they know. Um, and you shouldn't shame them in these conversations, and you should shit get, like, get set guidelines. I, I disagree with that. Really? I live by the yes, the holy trinity of shame, guilt, and avoidance. <laughs> the Irish Catholic um, way. But, yes, exactly. I don't know. It's like it was interesting, like you know, because a lot of kids, like some kids, think that like kissing is just sex, you know, and like kids are dumb. It is, you know, like but you know, like set guidelines. The pee is, the pee is stored in the balls. <laughs> You know, and like if they like if they stumble on this on the internet, like set guidelines, like they bring it, they let you know before they just close it out or something like that, so like you can talk to them about it. Elementary, I don't think you have like that issue as well, especially like with these companies setting up like safe search searches and all. Like you want to use yeah. those and like kids' profiles. Middle school, this is where I just stop talking about anything like that. The kids can learn stuff from the movies, in my opinion. Hell yeah, that's how I learned. Um, yeah, you know they can start watching Titanic. Yeah, I think that was the first. Or was it? Did you see or that? Swordfish. Oh, I I didn't see Swordfish in the movies, but I'm pretty sure Titanic was like the first time I saw boobs in the movie. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was like how when did that come out? Ninety six. Ninety seven. Probably yeah, ninety five, ninety six. Something like that. That would have been like eight or nine. I don't think people knew it was in the movie. <laughs> it's just like, yes, I don't know. Uh. Everybody... It was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. You know? Me and the guy next to me got up and high-fived. Set like guidelines. Don't judge what they see. Well, like, and like, like, this is, I think, the most true statement in the article. Most kids' first uh, explanation of like porn or like stuff like that, it comes from the peers, not parents, which makes sense. Yeah. You know? I think the... You always got that dirty, you know, pervert friend. Yeah, his name is Pat. You know, like, the, yeah, you always have that one kid whose friends are, like, too lenient with it, you know, because, like, the dad just has it, like, a ton of it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's got the he's got the box of, you know, pornos in the garage or whatever, yeah, rifling through those. Yeah, and then, like, as you're older, you realize, like, yeah, our friend's dad was kind of a creep. <laughs> I assume that was you. <laughs> he's a collector. Yeah, he's a collector. Like, he experienced, he likes the art. <laughs> yes. He reads the articles, yeah. as they say. Yeah, and then like and then they talk about high school. You can be more specific, and you know, like, remind them that they should not send naked pictures of themselves or others to friends. 
That's it. And that's when you can start using the, the slang terms for the body parts, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, but that's like, I think that's a big thing now is like the sending naked pictures and all, because especially at that age, is technically is underage a lot of times. So it could be illegal. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a tough area. You're constantly hearing like stories and all about it. I don't know. Yeah, stories. Yep. Come on. What? You know. Mm. But I guess. Yeah, no, it's messed up. It's like yeah, an interesting sure. article. Like, I don't plan to never talk to my kids about pornography. Again, that's what TV like, and movies hey, are for. Yep. And you can always live by that. Always. Well, you have a daughter, so that's your wife's problem. So you get off that. You know, you don't have to deal Damn with that. Straight. Yep. Jame Gilton avoidance, my friend. Yeah. You know, and then always live by. My kids were just going to watch a lot of HBO and think shows like that. So Game of Thrones. Yeah, you can learn a lot from there. Damn right. Don't get dragons. <laughs> yeah. So Biden signed into law last week. COVID-19 stimulus bill. Um, I think there's some special name for it. Relief bill or something. It, but anyway. The par- so the, it's called the parents are getting paid. Damn straight. So <clears throat> the part I wanted to discuss on that was the child uh, tax credit. So depending on your income, you'll receive a credit of $2,000 per kid. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As of, as of, um, yeah. So, and then fourteen hundred in credits can be refunded via um, uh, payment to parents. So that's that's current. That's how you currently get your your uh, tax return for having children. In the bill, um, it will either double or close to double um, what you're getting back from the government, and on top of it. Um, it's fully refundable. So no matter what you owe the government, you will get, be getting this money back, and it, it totals per child $3,600 under the age of six and then three grand for uh, kids between six and 17. So I think it's a big deal. Um, some people don't think think it's a lot of money. I, I, I do. I think it's a huge help. I know uh, Biden's goal um, is to make this permanent so that, Every year, you get a bigger chun- chunk of money um, for having kids. Um, I know they do this in other countries to promote uh, people to have kids. So um, I know he wanted to make this permanent, but it's just for a year. And I'm, I'm sure they'll see how it goes and see how popular it is and then try to, try to continue it. So um, the other nice part is... Um, this allows the IRS to, to give you the money in periodic payments, which is kind of the whole point of this and is trying to replicate the same thing as, as the European nation. So it, starting in July, you can get them basically as, I think, either monthly or quarterly payments um, for the year, which is, again, huge for the families because you can budget better um, with that instead of waiting to just get it in your, in your tax return when you file. So yeah. it's like three hundred, planning on being like three hundred a month starting in July. Like poor kid, and like I don't know. We've I talked about this on my other podcast that you were on the Future Jam. The um, like so right now there's like a baby decline in the U.S. People that's having less kids, and a big part of it is kids are just a lot more expensive nowadays. You know, and like this is yeah. what it's trying to offset and. Like, even, like, $300 a month goes a long way when you're taking, like, when you're raising kids. Could that mean that could cover you a month of formula, some diapers, baby food, especially early on? Kids in school, it can help a lot. They're getting their thing, like, materials they need for that or help with food. So it's trying to make it easier on people to have kids, which is, like, a big problem right now because people aren't having kids. Or if we see it as a declining population and like i feel like there's been more and more of a push for this like higher tax breaks for parents and things like that but i think because like the tax breaks is i mean you get that once a year and like you have to wait till like the following year to get it and i don't don't think it helps as much people as just getting payments for kids and like this is kind of a step to like 
uh what's that base income what's it called what? uh the what is it the universal uh, base income is isn't it, it? You, yeah so like, like a lot of european countries do like the more social companies uh countries where like people just get like a certain amount of money each month to help them live with like basic needs and all and it's odd that those countries are always voted like the most happiest countries weird yeah, right but, um I wonder what the connection yeah, universal is. Universal healthcare, base income. Yeah, people still work there, you know. So that's you can't use that excuse that people are just gonna be lazy. They just seem happy, supposedly. So, mm -hmm. but like I think this is like. I wonder what it is. No, maybe not the stress of. I put my yeah. Well, like well, I know they don't buy themselves a lot of material goods, and they have a good experience and high self-esteem. Losers. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting to see. Like this move in the effect and maybe it'll continue. Yeah. And again, Biden wants to make this permanent. Um, again, I know it's coming out of your taxes anyways. This was already in there. But it, if they can make this, if, it, if it's still based on your taxes and to me, just making it the monthly or reoccurring payments per year is, I think, a, a bigger selling point. And they can sell it a lot differently than if it's just coming out of your taxes. Well, then it's just a, you know, a change to the tax code or whatever. And that's, I, I don't think people will gravitate to that more. I want to talk to it maybe on another episode, but Mitt Romney also has a plan um, for this, uh, which is interesting. Again, like you were saying, this is, we're trying to make this more of a thing now. And so the fact that somebody else on the other side of the aisle, especially Republicans, have a have a plan for a social safety net is very, very interesting. Is it because Mitt Romney has like 14 kids? Yeah, he's got a lot. Um, I'm not so, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know. I know he's Mormon, so I don't think they really like, you know, handouts or anything. I think there's something in their stupid religion about that, but um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it where it comes from with him, but yeah, he's he's got a plan and it there's a good argument for it. So this uh, what's what's interesting to me is this cuts child poverty in half. Or at least Biden claims that this will cut child poverty in half. If that's the case and it's this easy, why have we not been doing this before? And you know, like why do we have child poverty period? Like why not instead of cut it in half? make it zero um it i don't know it just seems too easy not yeah, to. people don't want to pay for it uh, <laughs> that's the that's a prime example people don't want to help other people i guess i don't know yeah yeah well if you tax the right people you know i don't think many would care but. um oh people surprisingly care about people that have a ton of money um like, I don't know. I don't know if you've been following. This is completely off topic, but, like, the non-fungible tokens. So, yeah. like, what, it, quick, real really quick dumb. rundown. So, there's, like, these digital, like, digital art that people have been going around with these non-fungible tokens where, in, like, they're called NFTs, if you've seen it. And, like, so people, it's like, that's buying, like, art. And, like, an art piece sold on this for six, $69 million dollars. On this one piece of art, and it's not a good looking piece of art, in my opinion. But it's like people like it's the big thing now, like because you're the only one that has access to it, and like it's just like somebody spent sixty nine million dollars on art, a digital copy of art, idiots, and like you know, like people can't like can't tax rich people more because they need no money, but they're spending no money on this stupid shit. So it's like. Yeah, it's exactly. just like crazy to me, like the amount of money that's going around on this, and like it's it's uh I look it up, it's confusing like why people are spending money on this and what it exactly is, but it's just like digital art. So being like that's like, you know, like how one person has a copy of the Mona Lisa, but you have this on like the digital like version, like I can still see a copy of it, <laughs> like it's you know, yeah, it's, it's going to be the same picture that you're seeing, like. Well, like the Mona Lisa, like you see it in person, it's a lot more impressive than seeing it on, like the computer. Like this digital art, it's just the same thing as everybody seeing it, but you just you're the only one that has it. And that's another topic. Yeah. Yeah, very weird, but you know, um, 
who knows when any of this will change or you know when things will get better our government is run by geriatric sex pests so who knows there you have it (laughs) well maybe the next generation of people could change it generation c for generation COVID. so nice nice segue bro uh i try um i am the wing rescue podcasting as i've been called so I've heard. Um, so there's this, uh, there's like talk about naming like the younger generation and they don't know where like the cap it as, as the COVID generation because COVID's been such a big deal for them. Some people say it should be like kids from 2016 to 2030, which I don't agree with. I don't think many younger kids will be affected. I don't think my kids are really that affected by COVID. Um, you know, I think they're young enough like still like they do say like the first what thousand days are very crucial to a kid's life but i think that's more to like like developmental like like i don't think they'll be like really remember COVID, especially especially like my youngest like nothing really changed he did go to daycare he's you know just happy to be around his parents um you know, we see occasional relatives on a here or there doing this whole thing. So I don't like really think they'll be affected. I do think it would be like I say like ten to like thirteen, maybe uh, like five to thirteen might be the most affected because things really did change. You know, but like I yeah. think kids are a lot more resilient than people think. You know, and I think the big part of the article I was reading is like how parents have handled the pande- pandemic. I think like if, like maybe if you're like overbearing, overbearing and scaring your kids about the pandemic, maybe that will affect them. But like, you know, people worry about like, well, when my kids go back to school, they'll be overwhelmed. I'm I'm a firm believer like a lot of kids just adapt and survive. Like I think it will go back to normal. Yeah, I I mean I look at it more as how the the world's gonna change because of this and how they'll have to react to it. I look at it as the same as our generation with 9-11, you know, with the Patriot Act and the changing with, you know, uh, flight security and things like that. I, you know, we've, we've had to adapt and and change because of that. I I see it the same thing with this. Uh, I, I think whether it's during, you know, winter months, you know, like flu season or whatever, or, you know, as things pop up, we're going to be putting masks back on, you know, a year down the line, two years down the line. It, I, I think it's just going to become more of our environment, um, and these kids are going to have to change and adapt to it. I, I get what you're saying. I do agree that they're resilient. Like, you know, they either forget about it or, you know, move on to the next thing or whatever. But um, I think on the whole, as, you know, as the world changes, they're going to have to adapt to it too. So you – this is, I was bring this up, like talking about 9-11. So I take, uh, I said before, I take tickets for a local baseball team in Cincinnati. Uh, and what team is that, Alex? I want to say who it is. But like, so the people, like you have to go through security at all baseball stadiums now. And like, no one, like everybody like around our age that like, well, like kind of live doing 9-11, just like accepts it and it's fine. You get your keys and stuff out and you go through the people that throw like the biggest fits or like grown men in like the fifties and sixties that they have to go through security and like maybe take off the belt. I seen, I saw this one guy, he was like, had to be like 50 something, 60 grown man. He had to take off his belt so he can be wanded. Cause he set off the metal detector and he threw a fit. He's like cursing up a storm like this is bullshit or oh, I have to do this and all you go man and like they have the little bins that you can put your stuff in took his stuff out and then smacked it on the ground like you're a grown man you're throwing a hissy fit and like That's I don't awesome. know I think you saw that a lot with the pandemic a lot of the people that I've seen that didn't wear max and all weren't little kids I think kids just accept it and like they'll adapt and survive it's like grown men between like 40 and 60 that like yeah, I think that's where you can't adapt to change the most. That's why I think younger kids will yeah. be fine. Like people like oh, kids, 
like, and I think like high school kids would be fine. Like it sucks. A lot of them missed like dances and all, but people are like, Oh, birthdays were canceled. You're going to have a ton of more birthdays. Like there's like things like right. people are like, Oh, things will never be the same. Like we had the 1920 flu epidemic and things went back to normal. Like it, I like I see it like that. I I do hope like the masking stays around when people are li- feeling a little bit ill, like they do in like Japan, where it's just like a, if like somebody's feeling a little under weather, they'll wear a mask so they don't get other people sick. Like I hope like that stuff sticks around so you don't spread disease as much or viruses. But like I don't know. I think like like worrying about kids being like overstimulated, stimulated when things go back or worried and all. I think kids will be fine. I think, you know, I just think it'll be like, I think we'll get back to normal, you know, and I think it'll be something that kids talk about and like, I remember this, so like some things might change, but I don't know. I think we'll just go back to being normal. Yeah. I mean, until the next pandemic, for sure. You know, like, I don't think, I think people just want to coin the name of a generation like I know we're both millennials, as I call us the greatest generation. True. You know, like yep. I, I'm a firm believer. <laughs> like I just, I don't know how we call one generation the greatest generation, and the rest like you all suck. Uh, you gotta, <laughs> well, you gotta claim it first. Yeah. Well, I'm claiming it now. You heard me. There you, you go. Know, yeah. And like, I just think that we're the Wayne, we're the Wayne Gretzky of generations. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think. I think it's just, it'll be impact and things will change, but I don't know. I think most of it will just go back to normal. And like the stuff that changed will just become part of normal life and you don't even think about it after a while. Like I, like going back to like going through security at the airport, like it's just something I understand we have to do now. It's not a big deal. But in that old man's temper tantrums uh, defense, I mean, security is really really stupid it's all just theatrics um statistically it shows that it doesn't stop anything from happening whether it's in an airport or at a sporting you would be surprised how many people try to bring knives and guns in their baseball games yeah but also it's whether or not they're gonna do yeah, anything with those items yeah but i like, i am always shocked about and also, that's a that's a baseball game in in Cincinnati. It's right across the border there to uh, our our friends in Dixie. So I can see a lot of people trying to bring guns into into that. Well, we will. Uh, we had two people show up to our gate. Uh, they're actually from White Sox fans from Chicago, uh, but they were they were both police officers. And like, if you're a police officer, like a lot of state, like some stadiums, you can't bring in your gun. So like the Red Stadium, you can bring in your gun, but, like, you have to check it, like, through another police officer that's working the gate so they let you know they have it. Yeah. Some stadiums don't let you bring it in at all. Some stadiums, like, because um, they, like, with the Reds, they'll take down where you're sitting and all and things like that. So they said some stadiums just let you in. They didn't give it. They didn't care. <laughs> like, there's people walking in. Like, to so, like, you yeah. know, and, like, it's, like, it's interesting, like, when you actually, like, see that part of it because you want to think about it. I don't know. You want to get into our final segment? So, so sure. we don't have a name for this segment yet. We might call it like the review corner or the worst review. Uh, but we want to review like kid stuff, like uh, maybe a TV show, movies, toys, food. Get our opinion on stuff kids like. So if you have a good name that we you want us to use, or if you want to. If you have a jingle, we can use like review corner time to review stuff with Pat and Alex, ba ba ba, stuff like that. Um, I like worse review. I like that. I sent that to you in a text. You're like, we'll come up with better ideas. Now on now. Yeah, well, at the at the time, I thought it was awful, but when I decide that it's a good idea, then it's a good idea. Call it. works. Call it the worst review. Maybe if I don't send it to you at nine o'clock on a Tuesday and you're not blacked out drunk already, you'd like it. <laughs> My uh, the whole point of this podcast is for me to convince people that you're a raging alcoholic, <laughs> which today will be true. I will be 
blackout drunk to the point of blindness, and my pants will be around my ankles around noon. So that was a normal Sunday. <laughs> yes, typical Sunday. So we in this podcast, we were going to review uh, this episode. We were going to review the Wiggles, but I mean, for both of us, this is like a five out of five. They're the best. The Wiggles are the greatest thing known to man. They are the Beatles of children's entertainment. That's true. I saw them in concert, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Was it like going to church? What? I had a. Was it like going I had to church? Outer, uh, body experience. Body experience. Yeah. yeah, it's like seeing the Lord. Yes. I fainted. It was like when you see like videos of like the Beatles in like the sixties and all the girls screaming. It was me pushing little kids out of the way, like ah, <laughs> like that. I can but see that. But we're gonna talk about Cocoa Melon, which I don't know if anybody has heard of Cocoa Melon. I didn't really hear of it. Doubt it. <laughs> like I didn't really hear about it until like last year. Um, and I just we don't watch. I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos, so I'm not on YouTube a lot. But Cocoa Melon is a was a YouTube channel now on Netflix and some other things. But it's a kids show that was founded in 2006. Has over 106 million subscribers. Their videos have 95, nine, uh, 95 billion views. It's the most viewed channel in the U.S. Like it's second most in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's huge. So all it is is like this animation of the mostly this kid JJ and his family. Um, he's like a little baby, and they just sing songs. It's supposed to be educational. Like all to me, a lot of those songs sound the same. Um, they use like some like old songs and make a new. Yeah, they're they're like nursery nursery rhymes, rhymes. and it's huge. Yeah, like and like he covers everything from making getting a new bed to skiing and alphabet and colors and all. We watched a bunch this morning for me to do research for the show. Nice. Anna, what's your opinion on Coco Melon? My daughter loves the show. Um, she watches it a lot. I think it's really creepy. Um, I think the animation is terrible. Uh, and I also find it strange that JJ looks like he's maybe six months old, but he's at like school with other, I don't know, what look like, you know, six or seven year olds maybe i don't know it's really strange and he can talk but he looks like an yeah, infant he's supposed to be like this really I guess weird he's supposed to be somewhere between like two and four but like he does look like a baby and like i don't know he talks too well for a baby in these songs i guess yeah. i'm listening yes you know stuff like that it's just like yeah. it's odd you ever watch a uh, little baby bums it was on netflix it's like no. a british show i've heard of it and like you watch mm. that, like you would kill for Coco Melon because that is the worst. That's like Coco yeah. Melon, like slow down, but really creepy characters. Well, maybe we can review that next. It's a one out of five, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, like the pig is creepy. He doesn't wear clothes, and like some of the animals wear clothes, oh, some hot. don't. And that's Damn. little baby bums. Don't check that out. But like it is odd, like. All the and like all the songs kind of have like the same beat, you know. Because we started watching this when I was trying to potty train our son, and I was putting on potty training videos, and that was like the one he really liked. And I was like, when you have to go, stop what you're doing and go, go, go. They do that a lot. They do like, do like yes, yes, yes. So go, go, go. Like in the middle of a song, like the hammer home, like the, like the lyrics. I guess I don't know. Or like the beat, but it's. Like it's all this kind of all blends together into one. Like there's not like a lot of melody changes and I don't know, but like I, yeah, I can see it be. I'm st- I, yeah, I'm stuck on the animation. I I just it's so robotic and creepy and weird. It looks like it's you know from the you know mid '90s or something. It's just well, you bad. can tell like it's not like it's cheap animation, which helps them. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. And JJ has like one tooth or something like that and like terrible hair. Yeah, exactly. Like a cat. Yeah. Um, he looks like a an infant. You know, and it's just like he hangs out with his brothers and family. 
like Tom Tom, and I think the Yo Yo is his sister's name, which is just odd. Um, yeah, and like it's just like I don't know, like, but I understand like why it's popular because there's like been times where like you're if you're out and you like your kids acting up, but you have to like you're just trying to kill time for like two or three minutes. Like it fits right into that window where once the song's over, you can end it. You know, and like I can see like kids watching this and like, oh, it's over. You know, time to go to bed or time to leave. Yeah. Because we do that a lot with another show, Boba. If you're on Netflix, that show's great. Um, but like I can see, I can see why it's popular. Like, cause this morning we were watching it, and both my kids were like paying attention to it. So I think it hits like that age group from like zero to four, maybe. Yeah. That sounds. I don't know. So how do you want to like re- give this the review? You want to like zero? Yeah. Um. I I think it would be funny if we used. Uh, yeah, a one, uh, zero through five, but, um, I'd like to use the diaper format as we are a children's or a parenting podcast, a children's podcast. Hey, children's can listen, children can um, listen to this. So far we've talked about porno, getting too much stuff, <laughs> you know, um, how bad the government is. We are hitting all the topics kids like to hear about. Geriatric sex pests, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I I give this one one wet soggy full diaper. That's that's what I give this. It is bad. I will give it because you have to watch little baby bumps, and then you will be killing for cocoa melon. I give it three out of five. Like wow. I don't think it's terrible. Generous. The songs are like easy. I don't I don't think any of it. It's annoying like you get from some kids shows. Oh, I do. Yeah, I, nah, I just don't think you get that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm going three out of five. Nice. Oh, and hey, what what I what I also found interesting was um, there were a few different uh, newspapers um, that tried to reach out. They were, I guess, doing articles on the popularity of Coco Melon, and they tried to reach out to the company that makes it. And nobody can find them. Nobody knows. They just know that they're in Orange County, California. And they're trying to find out how many people work for them. You know, who makes it, who's, you know, the graphic artists. And so they can't find anyone. So they, they narrowed it down to a, a couple, um, again, in Orange County, California. And that's it. Like, that's, isn't that super? I don't know. I thought, cause yeah, I, mean, I could see it being like a Spike Lee joint. Um, something he's doing but i don't know it's that is crazy yeah because you don't like really hear like it because they have like some merchandise yeah it's like really don't see like kids wearing anything or buying anything from it like because it i think it's just like a time killer and like it's just like you know you kid wants to watch something but you don't really want to watch or like you want to keep them busy for a little bit you just throw that on yeah and my wife and daughter were in the grocery store a few weeks ago and my daughter saw i think it was like a little stuffed animal fox or something holding a donut and she yelled and pointed jelly bean jelly bean and jelly bean is the the classroom pet it's a little hamster and so my wife is like you know she she had to buy it because you know she was geeking out over this stuffed animal but she thought it was the hamster from Coco Melon. So now we have Jelly Bean in our house holding a donut. They they do have some online. I just don't I don't know. Yeah, I looked at the website. And it's a humble bag. Do they? I have the internet at my house. Um But like it's <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. But it's like popular as it seems on YouTube, which like I don't know, that's been like my complaint about like the internet and like especially like streaming stuff and all like how popular really is something because like you don't see this stuff like out in the world like because i saw like little baby bum stuff but that was just like at, at ollie's yeah and usually if it doesn't sell anywhere else they just put it at ollie's uh good stuff cheap my favorite store i love that store um but like you see like like i don't know like if it's just like not selling or like it's really not in this market, like, but how popular something really is. I think people look at views about how popular it is, and 
could just be like the same million people watching the same thing yeah. over and over again. Still a million people, though. Yeah, I know. It's no, a little <laughs> bit more than the people that listen to this podcast, but. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's it for all we have. Thank yep. you for joining us for the worst review uh, new segment. We'll bring this up on different things. Um, but if you have any questions you want us answered, uh, send us an email at worstparentsoutthere at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at worstparents. Is that it? Or is it worstparentsoutthere still? That's the Well, that's the handle, but you can find us with worstparentsoutthere. Uh, and check us out on Instagram. And I think that's it, right? Is that all the places we are? Yeah. Um, yep. And you guys have a great day. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It was fun.